Hi, y'all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this installment of Go South, Old Man, a somewhat weekly podcast where a northern-born southerner explores some of the lesser-known things in and around the southeastern United States. This episode is part two of a two-part series. In the first part, I extolled the life of evangelist Sam Jones, and in this one, we'll be looking at his home, Roselawn. Roselawn is located in Cartersville, Georgia, about 45 miles northwest of Atlanta. The home mirrors the man, starting from a humble beginning and rising to greatness. The house had its start as a small, one-story, neat but modest uh, structure, designed and built in the 1860s, with the attic being converted to bedrooms in its first decade. Evangelist Sam Jones purchased the property in the early 1880s as he started to find success in his ministries and had a two-story wing added to the rear. Still, it was a modest dwelling and garnered no special attention. His friend from Nashville, the riverboat owner Tom Ryman, decided since Jones wouldn't accept his gift of a house and pastor it up there, he would bring the gift to him. You know, uh, if the mountain won't come to Muhammad, then Muhammad has to go to the mountain kind of thing. So, Ryman paid the outrageous sum of $110 U.S. dollars to have the whole house lifted up. Now, this was 1895. There were no power tools or big cranes. It was all done by hand. Then, he had an entirely new first floor built underneath the old house and added a basement just for good measure. And we're not talking about raising it just a little bit or building some cheap thing. Nope. He went all out. The addition was as tremendous in size as it was in grandeur. The 12-foot-high ceilings were decorated in handcrafted plaster relief by famous artisans of the day. Heavy, 10-foot-wide wooden double doors connected most of the rooms. Handcrafted wood moldings and the exquisite coffered wood ceiling, probably cherry, were of superior workmanship. The new layout added a parlor, a a family room, a music room or sitting room, a library, two dining rooms, and a kitchen. When completed, Roselawn now stood in grand elegance as an 18-room Victorian mansion and was considered an architectural wonder of its day. Many famous religious and political leaders of the time, including well-known fellow evangelist Billy Sunday, would stay here as guests. Today, you'll find the architectural treasures still remain in mint condition. It's like stepping back into another time. The house also contains many family heirlooms of the Joneses, such as the piano, which belonged to Miss Rebecca Fenton, Sam's teacher, 
she would go on to become the first woman U.S. Senator in history. Oh yeah, that reminds me of an item of interest you'll find here. It's her dress from her first day in the Senate. Uh, see, apparently she wanted to wear something very special for this historic occasion, as attention would be phenomenal. But not being able to get to the big city of Atlanta in time to have one custom made, uh, she decided to have a dress made locally from the very best fabric that she could find, her drapes. She, would, she was uh, noted to be a friend of a Georgia author by the name of Margaret Mitchell, and Mitchell's heroine, Scarlett O'Hara, would mimic Fenton's actions in her book, Gone with the Wind, leaving many to theorize where Mitchell got the idea. Now, when you visit Roselawn, you can see the heavy black dress that Rebecca Felton made and wore in the U.S. Senate that day. As an aside, I, I think one of the greatest comedy skits of all time is Carol Burnett's treatment of the whole dress from drapes thing in her Went with the Wind sketch. But meanwhile, back continuing with our tour, your tour guide will probably show you the two large ceramic European-made vases when you visit. They were a gift from President Grover Cleveland to Jones for his counsel to the president. Upstairs are many items from Sam, Sam Jones's life. One I found of particular interest was just a plain Bible. Turns out it's the actual Bible that Jones was preaching from when he converted his friend Tom Ryman in Nashville. Later, Jones would build a small school out on the property for his six children. However, it was generally known that if you could get there, anyone could attend the school for free. The small structure is still there, and though it's not open, it's worth a look inside the windows. Also on the grounds outside of Rose Lawn, you'll find a smokehouse and a carriage house. The servants' quarters, greenhouse, additional kitchen and wells no longer exist today. Of course, you're probably asking, so why is it called Rose Lawn anyway? Ah, good question, my inquisitive listener. Apparently, Jones's wife, Laura, had a special fondness for the flower. And in its heyday, there were over 200 roses growing around the property. Sadly, they disappeared and thought lost forever. However, a sweetheart variety from 1881 that had been removed from the property around the time of Mrs. Jones' death in the 20s was found alive and growing, and it was returned as a gift by the Jones' great-grandchildren. You can see this lone namesake near the front entrance to the home. Further, the rose gardens are also be being restored with help by master gardeners from around the southeast. In 2007, it was honored as a historic garden of Georgia, with more than 200 heritage roses having been replanted on the property. 
I would say Roselawn is well worth a trip for anyone over the age of 12. Whether your interest is in history, social studies, gardening, architecture, art, or the Victorian age, you won't be disappointed in this true lesser-known treasure here. The home was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1973. It's closed to the public on Saturday, Sunday, and Mondays. The other days, it's open from 10 to 5, except for a lunch hour each day. Admission is a modest $7 for adults, cash only, and it includes a tour guide. Figure on taking an hour to maybe an hour and a half, so plan accordingly. If you can only make it on a weekend, your best bet is to go during one of the two big events held here each year. May Market on the first weekend in May and or the Arts Festival on the weekend after Labor Day. You can check their website for details. So, until next time, thanks for listening and stay curious.